I just think that the true like essence of an artist is someone who really is not ever satisfied. Like they just want to continue creating and wanting to continue expand their you know their skills and and way of like viewing the world and how that can be represented in, in choreography or art or painting or film or whatever the case may be. So. Conversations, a meditative conversation about the artistic process. I'm your host, Brie, like the cheese. Thank you for clicking on this show out of so many podcasts. You must be an artist or an art enthusiast. If you're feeling some sort of creative blockage or needing a little bit of inspiration, this is the place for you. A couple of ways that you can join in on this community is to follow the podcast Instagram at ArtVersationsPod. Leave a comment about the episode after you've tuned in. Connect with the guests through their platforms. You can also email ArtVersationsPodcast at gmail.com with your thoughts, suggestions. Let me know who you want on the pod. Reviews, all of the above. All right, enough plugging. Let's hear from the first guest of 2023. He is an L.A.-bound dancer, choreographer, and movement teacher. We talk all about his various past and upcoming projects, drumming, and we even get into the ups and downs of applying for an international visa. If you are currently applying to work in a completely new country, this is the episode for you. It's tough out there. So get comfy with us. Settle in. Here's an hour with Kevin Lau. I, keep, I hope it keeps just going from here, you know? I, I hope so, too. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's always, like, just talk, going back to what we're saying about, like, helpful for artists, but mm. I keep getting people being like, I listened, and I I want to be a guest, or I tuned in, and, mm. like, it, it seems to be something that's super needed. Yeah, So I'm just sure. kind of trying to ride that train, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, I think it's really needed. I think just mm. because it's such a fast-paced industry, industry sometimes mm. that we don't really take the time to... To talk about things and like yeah just reflect and, and and even if you don't like something like express that you know and i just right. feel like in order for things in the industry that i feel like can be shifted or changed like we need to talk about it otherwise it's just going to continue going on a you know Completely. cycle so mm-hmm. but yeah i'm really glad that you're doing this <laughs> thanks thanks yeah. for reaching out of course yeah I, um, I saw your name and i was like oh yeah of course i would have kevin on. like <laughs> yeah because i reached out to Kristen. And she, she, she recommended that I reach out to you, so. Oh, yeah. Krishna Kargon? Kargon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh that's so great. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, we briefly met a little bit because of the Common Ground Dance Festival, mm, just mm. kind of in passing. And I remember watching you perform Kristen's duet with... Oh, um, yeah, with Nick. With Nick. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, there's a, there's a movement quality there that I really resonated with. And, and I also, like, want to hear more about how drumming and percussion oh, comes into yeah. practice, like... Yeah. yeah so i'm yeah. happy to be sitting here with you oh i appreciate that <laughs> yeah i mean going off of that like do you do you start with rhythm is that like mm. your main step into process it's a big part um yeah so i started drumming when i was about 10 uh, fourth grade and um and i was doing that like in tandem with like 
doing hip hop when I started hip hop and then I did ballet and then eventually like modern contemporary jazz and all that. And then now I'm actually going back to kind of hip hop. Like I stopped hip hop for a long time, mm. but I would say now more so than ever though, usually when I, whether it's like freestyle, improvise or like choreograph, like music is such a big part of it. Yeah, my brain just works really rhythmically. So like, um, even if like, I don't really know exactly what the intention is, like thematically of what I want to like choreograph or create, I have to like really resonate with what's happening rhythmically and mm. also musically. And so that's always been kind of like a jumping point, you know, for me mm-hmm. um, to be able to start. I definitely could do a piece in silence, but I would say if it was up to me, I probably wouldn't <laughs> just I because I, I'm just so, in- I just love music so much that I, I need something going on besides just the movement. If of course, like silence brought out, you know, more in the process and like made what I was trying to do clearer, then of course, then I would do it in silence. But I think, especially if I'm working in the studio, I, can, I always have to have some sort of connection to, to rhythm and like musicality. So mm, yeah. It's like a heartbeat, keeps going, keeps going. Keeps exactly, going. yeah. That's cool. Uh, with drumming, like I feel like, especially cause like in high school, like I played with other musicians and stuff and like mm. did jazz band and all this stuff. So like cool. when I listen to music and like when I create, like it's, there's so many layers that you can, you know choreograph too so it's like you can choreograph on like the bass sections you know that are just like steady and consistent or mm-hmm. you can do you know the harmonies like there's just so much and i think it's definitely like played a big part in terms of me dancing as well too and also taking class like if i know the music really well like regardless if i don't really know the choreography very well it right. kind of helps me adapt very quick as long as i'm comfortable with that everything will kind of hopefully fall into place right yeah um <laughs> I totally get that but yeah, it's just, it's been, and I stopped drumming for a while because I was just so mm. focused on dancing. And when I moved out of Toronto and I went to, to live in Calgary for a year, I stopped drumming it altogether uh, just because like I didn't have access to it and all that stuff. But ever since like I started coming back home here and there, like between college and stuff, um, I just started picking it up again and, and playing quite a bit now, just like for fun and, and just helps a lot. <laughs> Did you like find a newfound passion for it outside of like the academic, mm. like, high school band you know yeah like, yeah did it, become, did it become more of like a passionate venture or um is it still kind of like training and uh training? no it's definitely like i just it's it's definitely more of a passion i mean i when i was in school I, it was always just fun for me too mm. like it didn't feel that academic because i think cool. like i love reading like music charts and like you know, adding like fillers in these little, little sections where it was like the trumpet are playing and the bass is playing and like being able to like work with other musicians. I think that's actually, I miss that to be honest. Mm. Like I think playing with other musicians in that setting, like even though it's like an academic setting, it feels like super like alive. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's always been fun for me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good. <laughs> you mentioned your training at Boston Conservatory. It's really cool that you've kind of like moved around a lot. Like started in Toronto, mm. Calgary for Scoville Bird Ballet, mm-hmm. um, and then Boston, and then you left Boston to go to Germany. Yeah. Is that right? Like. Well, so I graduated in 2020, right? And I was gonna stay another year, um, like in the U.S. I was gonna stay like and do my OPT and go to New York or L.A. Okay. Um, but obviously pandemic happened, and that so old thing, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So Too then light. I had to kind of pivot a bit. Um, was able to to get a visa fairly quickly and freelance to move to Berlin for for a year and wow, um, did some freelancing there. Um, it was it was great. It was just like not only like 
different culture, different language, and like different way of like looking at art and dance. Like it just it felt it was just like a very much like a healing and awakening oh, process wow. for me too. Because I think there's I was also going through a lot like personally too, like leading up to the pandemic. I think the pandemic for me really just like allowed me instead of like shoving it under the rug and moving on, like just sit with it and get to know myself more as an artist. And it's hard to do. Yeah, do. yeah. Especially when you're not home. Yeah, mm. and especially when like I moved in there two months in, we were in a lockdown for six months, so I I barely knew anyone. I was stuck <laughs> oh in gosh. stuck in my apartment for about six months. Uh, so yeah, it was it was pretty tough, and I was like really contemplating coming home too. But I stuck it out. Things started opening up. I started to get more you know auditions here, there, and some jobs, and went to do B twelve there, did mm. the workshop there. So it ended on such a high, and so I'm really really glad that I really kind of saw it through mm-hmm. you know, the mm-hmm. whole way. Yeah. It was worth all that like turmoil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because uh-huh. like. <laughs> 2020 I also graduated that year and it like you said kind of put me in a perspective of like what do I actually want to do if I can't Mm. work in the way that I wanted to or dreamed of like when I was in college or university like this feeling of like adapting for sure is like I think so prominent in your in your history and your journey so far (laughs) like (laughs) like I just feel like there's so many ways that you've put yourself into a location or a process mm. and not having like a safety net and I think that's super admirable as oh, an artist you. like thank you yeah just kind of jumping in yeah Berlin was pretty scary I mean I definitely the months leading up to like applying for the visa I was like constantly emailing different choreographers in the city and like product-based mm. companies and all that I think I like probably at least like 50 to 60 emails maybe heard back from like two or three so it was like wow um and then when i got there it was very casual like one of the choreographers that was based there um he just like asked me to come like come he goes because like he wanted to bring all these other guest artists in and he couldn't and now the fact that i was coming he goes maybe you can help join our production like very casually like that and so it was new because i also feel like with the pandemic i never like got closure from right. my time in Boston. Yeah. Um, because we were all just like shut down and like forced to just like continue. Mm. And I don't think I had much of an issue because like I just felt like, okay, well, what's next? Mm. But well into freelancing and over the last like couple of years, like I felt like I didn't really get to still like have closure for that. Mm. Um, until recently when I actually visited Boston again and, and like visited and that was like super, super nice. But for so long, I felt like it was just kind of like, you know, lagging and stuff um, there. And yeah. so I just felt like things didn't really get to come to a, a proper closure. Yeah. I totally yeah. relate. Yeah. I don't know what it was. It was like this feeling of I'd spent four years working up to being able to say like I finished it and mm. getting the, you know, yeah. traditional cap and gown. I had to go like into postgraduate mm. situation like alone mm. and like yes, I had all these resources from school, but, like, they didn't have their support either. So I couldn't really, like, rely on, like, my teachers and my professors and my collaborators to, like, help me with a launching point. Mm -hmm. So I totally relate to that feeling of, like, not getting closure. And then, but I think it's really cool that you were like, okay, what's next? Like, let's keep going, you know? Yeah. Because it's out of your control and, like... For sure. You know? Yeah, and I was, like... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I would have gone a bit crazy if yeah. I stayed at home, like, that whole yeah. year. Just because I, I I think because, like, what you were saying, like, I try to always try to go to the next thing. It's never, like, I'm never satisfied. Like, once I'm doing something for a while, like, I always have to just, like, switch and pivot. Mm, interesting. Um, so it was driving me crazy that I, I just didn't know what was going to happen. And yeah. But but I guess it, 
it worked out in a way <laughs> you know um but right. like looking back at it i was just like worried about like what was going to happen also like what was going to happen to like the industry too because mm. i thought everything i was like i don't know if people are going to want to come like see live shows coming out of the pandemic do they value art as much in person right. or is it going to become this like digital age of like viewing art technology and yeah. with tiktok and everything and all this stuff it's very like instant gratification culture and so yes. i was worried that people wouldn't want to go sit down and watch an hour and a half length you know dance piece or something like that so but i'm really glad that it, it's we've come out of it and, mm -hmm. and people still want to see it and i just didn't think we'd be back here so it's such a luxury too mm, yeah, yeah it's so precious and sacred mm. i mean film is is its own medium and i think like you know you've worked a little bit in film maybe because of necessity mm. but also like that's actually now where you want to focus your attention is to yeah. film commercial yeah maybe less concert but yeah i, I think um i definitely still want to keep the concert i think what happened was i i wanted to really just open my you know repertoire to like you know doing more stuff in the film cool. industry yeah um just because i really i think it was always just kind of a childhood dream of mine like like Aww. to like do like backup dancing or like music videos or like work and like work on sets and stuff like that it's just like super super fun to me mm -hmm. um pays really well too <laughs> i'm not gonna lie you know <laughs> um but it, it also just like opens it up so that I do have, you know, more flexibility to, to like, not only expand my, like, you know, artistic pursuits, but also just, like, make a living and, like, you know, because I just feel like as much as sometimes, like, I want to do only concert dance, like, it, it could be, you know, somewhat limiting sometimes if For things sure. don't happen, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, just opening up to possibilities and, and mm -hmm. seeing where that takes me, I guess. Yeah. And LA is the place, I think, yeah. to do that. Yeah, I was really intimidated yeah. like when I when I got there. Like I, I um I was just I didn't know what to expect. I thought like, you know, everyone obviously there's so much talent there and it's just so many people. Totally. That I would just kinda get washed up in and all that. But it's interesting when I got there, the contemporary scene I would say is very much I feel it's kind of its own niche in the commercial industry, separate from or not necessarily separate, but like apart from like the hip hop industry. Mm, and like okay. I felt very accepted and just like supported there. Mm, it was much like a community. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't I mean I'm sure there are definitely, you know, can be it can be very competitive and people mm -hmm. can't be that nice but there are definitely i definitely felt the love and i felt least support there mm. um which i which surprised me yeah mm. um just because i felt like i would be very lost when i was going out there so spread out so many people and just yeah no absolutely there's you know there's there's a real real merit to like having a community especially if you're coming from outside of the country mm. and trying to immigrate into this you know, competitive, you know, very, very well-known industry in LA of film and TV and Hollywood and all that stuff. And I think having that community of people yeah. who are going to be like, no, you can come too, you know, yeah, like, yeah. doesn't matter where you're from. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, it really goes like, for me, it goes back to like, as artists, like is the location of where we are mm. so important, you know, because I think the work is so similar and, even between film and, and concert, there's so many skills that overlap. For sure. That it's kind of like, well, of course you could do both. Of course we can, you know, yeah. travel everywhere and, and yeah. bring all of the tools that we have. Yeah. Like, do you find, like, 
those those mediums like intersect a lot for sure i think because most of the people that i know that are in the commercial industry are very much grew up in a competition studio and very much was in that kind of world mm-hmm. so there's only a few really that i know or one or two that i know of, like close friends of mine that really came from more of a concert background or a bfa background and because i feel like a lot of people that i went to school with are very much like they want to you know move to europe and I, that's fantastic. I mean, I, I still that's still something I want to do down the line too and mm-hmm. continue to do that. But I, I think there's been this a bit of divide. Like it's a separate entity, commercial and concert. And I just think at the end of the day, dance is dance. Mm. You know, and like, oh, yeah. especially a lot of ballet companies or LA Dance Project and like, you know, they're doing a lot of stuff with film and like, and, and um, even in like, you know, you go see like MTV Music Awards and stuff, they do like a lot more like balletic or like contemporary choreography now. So it's like really mixed, like mm. interdi- interdisciplinary in terms of that way. And so, um, yeah, I just I, I want to, to, to contribute to that 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 merge because i think it's just dances dance at the end of the day mm. you know um totally and um they might take place in different mediums but but it all still comes from you know stems from very much the same place of like wanting to express yourself and connection to movement and and you know um absolutely so yeah all that good stuff yeah exactly <laughs> no i totally relate um just going back a little bit more specifically about what you've worked on mm. maybe we'll talk we'll we'll kind of say that we've closed the germany chapter yeah you were freelancing and, and working there mm-hmm. um and then and then you came to back to canada for mm-hmm. a bit and i saw that you were working with william young yeah in choreographic gems yeah the piggy baker film yeah How yeah did that process go um that was really great i I was just really humbled to to be in the room with Peggy. I think she's just a kind soul, mm. um, and obviously an icon. <laughs> oh yeah, it's um, so sad that she's stopping. I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got her at a good time. <laughs> I know. So what had happened was um, was David Norsworthy was uh, was dancing that role, and he was moving to Sweden for six months, January through June, um, to rehearsal direct. So he needed somebody that he could recommend to to learn his roles and stuff in, in a shorter amount of time and so um yeah i went in for for a month and learned like um seven yeah seven out of nine um oh gosh. <laughs> little kind of like gems they weren't like super long like yeah. maybe like five minutes or something each mm-hmm. um but like learn learned um learned the choreography uh from yeah seven different or not seven different seven different films but um a handful of like choreographers that she that were big in the 1970s in Toronto that she wanted to kind of like um, basically restage their work. So yeah, it was really it was really nice. The rehearsals were super intimate. There wasn't that many people, and I got to really like learn from her one on one, which was such a treat. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just uh, I learned more of myself as a dancer in terms of also like how I should carry myself in a rehearsal room too, and. The amount of professionalism um, that is required to because i also been in processes where it's very free right. and like it's more improvisation based and so like the choreographers like they allow you to feed more but with this type of work it was very like things were already set so i had to kind of walk into that like yeah. learning and learning it without um yeah learning it for what it was and, and respecting the work for what it was too 
Um, That's such a different process. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and then it was funny with William because I actually met William in high school. Oh, no way. Yeah, because okay, he, he choreographed a piece um, at Earl Haig when mm-hmm. I was there. And so he remembered me, but I hadn't seen him in like eight years or so. <laughs> so it was a while. He was like, hey. Yeah, please. exactly. Yeah. He was like, your hair is so long like, at the time. <laughs> um, but cool. it was it was so great seeing him. Yeah, he's yeah. he's the nicest guy ever, too. And uh, just Talk really about like, the way that he uses film and concert. I find he, his like process is so... So multidisciplinary for sure he'd be a cool person to like lead a room yeah. yeah yeah he really knows what he wants he has a very like clear idea of what he wants to happen in the space mm. and vision for that and yeah the filming process went very smoothly that's good yeah yeah we filmed it down at the the theater center on queen street yes West, so Love it was location. it was nice right when the lockdown hit so we were like the only ones working there wow. in january january like a year ago. Oh my god! Literally a year ago, actually. Yes, yeah, like Omicron lockdown. Yeah. Wowie. Oh my gosh. So much has changed since. That's then. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I man. saw um the performance that Peggy uh like included in this year's like choreographic mm. gems. Mm. Um, cause you also worked on. Oh, the. The one in the summer, right? So okay. you know the play that she did. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the the choreography that was in the play is right. the same choreo that I learned. But she, gotcha. so we filmed it, it was already, like they had it already edited, I think, mm. and she just wanted to release them as, as the play was taking place, like leading, right. or the, the, the weeks leading up to the play, I guess. Very cool. In that way, yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, I was watching these 1970 pieces, and the choreography, you know, was very simple in my eyes, but I'm sure at the time seemed like groundbreaking. For sure. And the concepts of like, I don't know, did you work with that like big balloon? Uh, no, that was Sh- uh, Shauna. Yeah, right, she. So, yeah, so she she worked on that. Um, but no, I, I would be there in rehearsal and would mm. see that and be like, I could imagine in the seventies, like some seeing something like that would be pretty yeah. groundbreaking too. Yeah. Did um, it did, like when you were trying to remount it or or mm. retell the story? Like, did you find yourself because you mentioned like okay, it was all set. There's no room for improvisation. Like where. Where did you fit your own practice or your own like artistic uh, choices into that like very rigid box? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, if, if you could, I don't know. <laughs> it was a challenge. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I think I would definitely say it was the very first process I've ever been in that I there wasn't that much room for that and i don't mean i don't say that by as a bad thing it was mm. very much just because the work was so concise and simplified that um it's like it's either kind of like like this is the way to do it right. and like it, it it's it's like especially with the way i like to move it's it yeah like i i guess what i'm trying to say is like i remember in rehearsal when i was like when david was helping me and he was like teaching me the part he would say like like there was a section where we were kind of like turning to the floor mm-hmm. and i would be adding a bit more like spiral and stuff like that and <laughs> um it's just like that exactly stuff, yeah. yeah but i just feel like if you have to think about it, like, back in the 70s, they probably wouldn't have been, like, moving that way. You know what I mean? And so so I think it's, like, when I un- understood that, like, that I was respecting what was happening in that era, mm. that I couldn't be adding things from the 21st century into it, you know? Totally. Um, yeah, it was a challenge for me. It was mm. a challenge in many ways, but I... It was unlike anything I've ever done. Like, it was very... 
had to teach me to be like very simple and just clear yeah instead of always trying to like add more like quality and texture and all that like before it was all that so completely yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i mean being able to like look at a a piece of art for it what it was at its time Mm. and the intention of why we want to remount it now like i feel like that's a incredible skill to have Mm. so that you know if you can do the simple and you can pick up and execute Mm. like i imagine working with like anne plamondon or like more um contemporary of this age choreographers like there is now that also that like extreme shift to here i am now in this space i can do my own yeah i can be i can be more present of who i am in this moment for sure did you find that with anne for sure Yeah. yeah she has a very distinct obviously like aesthetic and method and function of way she likes to move the body and carry the body and mm-hmm. and um just because it's very you know derived very clearly from like her influence experience with whoever band also right. like with crystal pite so it's very like um she knows exactly what she wants mm-hmm. but i feel with Anne because a lot of i feel like in, in terms of the way i like to improvise resonates a lot with how she likes to choreograph and the type of movement style it gave me a bit more freedom to to contribute more and also she's super collaborative so she likes it when you take her movement because she'll she's like she'll say like okay we created this phrase like why don't we take elements of this phrase and like you two over there like created something mm. together and adapt it this way and then she'll tweak it and then you keep like going back and forth until it mm. becomes you know a very clear image and um it keeps expanding yeah changing i would cool. say i definitely not that i didn't with you know in the peggy baker process i think it was just very different than what i was used to and so totally, yeah. for for ann's process i definitely think i was used to more of that type of approach um that kind of like you know um both people are contributing and feeding more into it um versus with peggy because it was also a, a recreation of something that already existed um i wanted to 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 do the piece justice by by keeping it very simple and and true to what you know the integrity of what it was originally created so you could yeah. do both yeah exactly there it is yeah you know? like there's, there's range, range. There's yeah. range. <laughs> exactly yeah so cool yeah yeah i mean it, it's like when you get into a process for me at least i feel like i have to i have to be a vessel right i have to like answer to what is called and the intentions of what we're trying to make um mm. And sometimes I do quiet my own choices yeah. and like, you know, keep them inside for the sake of remounting, for the sake of yeah. time, for yeah. the sake of, you know, so just being able to like find that freedom. Like I'm, I'm wondering too, like, as you've traveled around, like, ha- I'm sure you've like developed your voice mm. from all of these different places. Um, yeah. And like, even when you make your own stuff um, as a creator, like, did you did you feel influenced by like mm. any of these places most or yeah i think in terms of like movement quality um i think working with Anne specifically just because that was also the most recent right um really shifted the way i looked at movement uh, whether it was like initiating points or also just like i think sometimes especially when i get so familiar with like moving in a very certain way um it's sometimes hard to push yourself outside of the box and so i think with Anne, like she really like not only just took what you had but like stretched it out so that 
you know, you could expand beyond your limits. Um, and cool. And and challenged your body more physically than mm. it was comfortable doing. Um, okay. Yeah. So I think, um, especially with like floor work or whether it's like improvisation, like, you know, it gets to a point where it's so familiar with you for me in terms of my body that it doesn't feel like I'm working that much. Mm. And she really pushed me to to stretch that more and to challenge myself. And then that took me to, you know, um, just want to challenge myself more choreographically as well and creating. So, so yeah, for sure. <laughs> and you're going to see her soon in March. In March. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. A yeah. Lot of film. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. Another film. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to be working for over a course of, of two weeks, uh, just like remounting what the piece that we had in, in St. Silver in the summer. And, um, and just like adapting that to to film and so i'm excited yeah i don't have Sounds i don't really cool. know that much about it so I'm, okay i'm just open to to whatever's gonna happen yeah yeah that's um, the best way to create exactly yeah yeah, yeah. and sweet. then actually um later later in the fall um actually gonna be she's gonna she's gonna create um expand the piece that she did since so very into a longer length piece Ooh. um for dance dance like in the festival in the yeah, fall yeah. there so um, how long was the original the original was about 40 minutes okay. 45 maybe oh still long i know yeah so <laughs> and I think, for physical work too for sure yeah like we were on stage the whole time oh um, my gosh yeah yeah so i mean she definitely incorporated a lot of elements of like voice into it and microphone and so um so it wasn't necessarily all dancing but we were all present on stage kind of contributing to what was happening mm. um but she wants to create a longer or like phase two of the piece and um the plan is to present that like at, at Place des arts um cool. um yeah in in the fall so i love montreal so much <laughs> it's so great there yeah but i feel like there's a and i'd love to hear your thoughts too like mm. there's such a a wonderful community and support around artists specifically i guess movement artists because i'm a bit biased but like the general public i feel like is so much more entrenched into watching art and like kind of what we were going back to about like the pandemic kind of pulling mm. us out of live performance i feel like i was in montreal in the summer and i was like everyone seems to really want to see live performance here i don't know yeah i don't know why but yeah um, just like the fact that like the the, the festival the Cartier, like the street there is like filled with buskers every night mm. and stuff like i don't know how you felt like being in that scene and i loved like, it yeah. yeah i think toronto lacks on that department in many ways uh, <laughs> yeah. Totally. yeah um yeah it was very much like um i had a friend um that we were that was in our cast as well too and she she had she held an art installation in her apartment <laughs> with uh, cool. with her husband and uh nice. and yeah in their apartment like they have a dance studio in their apartment like it's like it's, it's that. like that that kind of vibe and right. like everyone's coming in watching it like talking about it afterwards sharing drinks like it's very like just chill and just like artists and just enjoying that and part of that community and uh-huh. um i'm like I don't know if this would happen in Toronto. I mean, and if it did, it would be very different. Yes. Um, it just felt very, yeah. Montreal just feels like I think it's because live art and like it's so ingrained in their culture and the DNA mm. that um, it's not so much like okay, we're gonna have to like step away from work to be able to do this. Like right. it's very much ingrained with balance with what their lifestyle is, and so I love it. Yeah, mm. every time I'm there, I, I, I just really enjoy myself. So 
Yeah, yeah. really to go back. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go, going back to a little bit about your own like creative process, you made a solo for Common Ground Dance yeah. Festival. Yeah. I didn't get to see it. I was so mad, but oh, I'd love no to worries. hear like about how how it felt to be, uh, you know, in a process with just yourself. I'm sure you had other <laughs> choreographer uh, collaborators, but like, yeah. what was that like to be with just you? <laughs> uh, After so many comedians. Yeah. I will say that I rather choreograph on somebody and mm. for people than on myself. I get frustrated with myself. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, um, yeah, I just, I don't. I, it, it takes me a long time to settle on settle down on like what I want in terms of movement because I'll like improvise for a long time be like oh I like this element I like this element but then like when it comes to actually setting things I don't um, I get really impatient with myself and like antsy um, so that's always a bit of a challenge but I think like um, when I did do this one I wanted to be improvisation but I want to be all set and so um, everything I was doing in terms of like my pathways and like formations and like cues within the music score was obviously set but I wanted because it was also like very immersive like and close to you know spectators watching like I wanted mm-hmm. to be very spontaneous in that way um, cool. and so yeah I always feel a bit better improvising <laughs> uh, yes, yeah yeah <laughs> but it's definitely a challenge though I think it showed me that I want to be a choreographer that that can set like settle on movement as well and be cool. a bit more um, concrete with ideas than mm-hmm. always just relying on improvisation. I think improvisation is great, but I think sometimes it's become too comfortable for me that mm-hmm. like um, it's hard for me to really like have concrete ideas and like set something and like you know. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's like so great for practice, mm. right? Because you. For me, at least, I feel like I need to um, get out of my head a little bit and get more into like what my body is like instinctually doing. Hmm. So I'll usually incorporate improvisation into just practice, like not usually when I create. Um, and I think there's like a difference between like creating and analyzing something. And sometimes for me, those like two processes. Hmm get really like muddled together mm. so yeah like just going off of what you said about like frustration in the yeah. rehearsal with yourself like, yeah how did you I, I guess how did you come to like make those concrete choices was it from the music or was it from um just the fact that like a choice felt so so set and mm. you wanted to recreate it each time mm. um I would say I would say when it was creating it it was definitely um the music mm. yeah so I had a friend of mine that's so interesting yeah <laughs> yeah I had a friend of mine that created the score um mm. that I actually met in LA too cool um and I had him create the score and I would work with him like oh I want this part a bit longer I want this a bit more subtle less busy and then I used the voice like I used components of my own voice actually in recording we kind of distorted that in, in there Ooh. as well too cool. um but I, because I knew those cues and I wanted that in the music and I could, I knew how I wanted it to sound. Like the movement was very much impacted. Those like set choices were really impacted by those like very specific parts in the music. And then when I worked with, um, I worked with Simone, that was in uh, Marie's piece. 
as well oh, from Montreal, um, Simone Reynald. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's pronounced last name. My French is terrible, <laughs> but yeah. Um, totally. But uh, he came in as a as like an outside eye, like a dramaturg, Great. to okay. kind of like watch uh, a couple times. And when he came in, he really helped me just like find more, you know, concrete ideas or take what I was already doing and like making that set. And so. Um, I think I work a lot better with that than like with myself, you know, and so that's fair because I think sometimes with myself I, I allow myself to get away with things and I'm like, okay, this is fine But like <laughs> it's always nice when you have someone else who doesn't really know that much about the work um, They know a bit of it to be able to like see it from the outside and offer like, you know, an alternate perspective. So mm. um, Yeah, yeah, it's so. like important too with the setting that is at the Leave Life's and Art Park. Mm. When I think, at least from my experience, you know, you're getting spectators who maybe haven't been introduced into dance mm. or are passing by mm. and just kind of like, what's going on, you know? Yeah. So having like, yeah, I can imagine like having someone who's like an external perspective mm. gives you so much more information about how it's going to be per- perceived, I guess. For sure. I just feel also, especially after going to school, like, especially in Boston, that was the first time where we had, like, I took a dramaturgy class. Oh, yeah. And we talked about that and studied a bit more of, like, dramaturgy and, like, and it's, like, presence in, like, Europe as well, too. Hi, Kat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, He's, like, dramaturge? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think every work necessarily requires one, but I think... <laughs> like, he thinks yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, I think it's like I almost kind of think of it as like a therapist mm. you know in a way like for your work yeah. like um, you don't always have to wait for yourself to get trapped necessarily to be like oh wait I need an outside eye now mm, um, same with like a it's like you know I just think therapies could be great for everybody you know it's just like I think of dramaturg even though they might not some process they might serve more than other people in a process like I think it's just very like healthy to have an outside eye it just can bring so much more um, layers and like texture to the work that because I think when you're so focused and you're you know wanting to create something and make something happen it's like it, it can be very hard to like see outside of that completely you know yeah. um, especially when you're so focused and so in my experience by working with somebody else it's it's helped to like open me up even more totally um and and not just not just settle for for what i want yeah mm. so within all of those like choices that you made and then you bring in someone else and it's like okay now we have a bit more of a clear path mm-hmm. i love that yeah that's cool yeah i think even like even someone like a dramaturg who's not a dancer too sometimes mm. that's very interesting sweet I think it's great when you work with other dancers that can be an outside eye but I think someone who's not necessarily like they maybe move they know you know familiar with movement but they're not necessarily like a dancer and so that can even bring a bigger perspective into things too that's so true I didn't you think know? about that just also because like they can come they don't have all these like preconceived notions of like what dance should look like or what's aesthetically pleasing, right. but really what as a viewer, honestly, how they resonate with it, you know, seeing something for the first time. So I want to do more work with, with being collaborate with people in that sense. Um, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I love hearing about your process. Yeah. Just the fact that like <laughs> you go back to music. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So 
So you've worked so much. You've been in so many different places. And now mm. what we're really here to talk about is that you're making the jump to LA mm. for good, hopefully. 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 <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. It's all hypothetical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, honestly, wherever you end up, it's going to be fine. You have so many skills. Oh, I appreciate um, that. <laughs> um, but yeah, what, what made you come to this decision? I So when I was in Berlin and I was in lockdown, I was like just journaling a lot and reflecting on what I really wanted to do. And uh, um, jumping into commercial was by no means like I don't like concert dancing. Like I love it just as much. It's not... I really think it was just really me opening up to want to do more, um, whether it's taking concert dance and like being in environments where it can be put on film or it can be put on, you know, a pop artist um, in, a, in a music video that's a bit more abstract and, and you know, um, conceptualized than just kind of like your typical, you know, pop pop music video mm-hmm. um and so justin timberlake might need some yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean the dream right yeah. <laughs> um yeah so i think like i just uh when i was reflecting i was like man that'd be really really cool and i don't know if it's gonna be what i want to do for the rest of my career but it's just where i'm at right now and i think cool. um, whether that's in la or somewhere else i don't know um but that's what i'm trying to aim for and um, I think it would be, yeah, I think I, I, I rather, um, try it than, and, and not like it than say I never tried it. And so, um, I think it's just, I really wanted to like, just open up and, and see what the possibilities could be. You mm, know? The time is now. Yeah. Yeah. So you never know when there's going to be another lockdown. Oh my gosh. You know? Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I don't know necessarily that, um, it's that deep. I think for me, I think it's just where my mind's at. But uh, but yeah, I hope it, whether it's LA or not, like I hope it works out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because hopefully this potential visa, mm. you know, it opens you up to like everywhere in America. Um, and there's so many different sectors of like dance. I mean, LA for sure is definitely, in my experience, so film and TV oriented. But like, there's also like a contemporary scene there too, mm. a concert scene there too. Mm. Um, is there any, like, is it New York that's also, like, or maybe, like, I don't know, Missouri or something, <laughs> like, something smaller, like... Yeah, yeah, um, I mean, I would definitely love to work in New York, too. Um, I think I see myself more so living in L.A. just because, um, I like the overall, like, vibe as well there, too. I think New York is great. I think sometimes it could be, um, quite hustle and bustle, but... I like I would love to go and work and do projects here and there cool yeah kind but I think around, yeah. yeah but I think in terms of like the US uh, as a whole like I think it has a lot more opportunity in terms of commercial and film and TV and that's that's the industry that I want to like expand my um, my repertoire and so yeah that's the spot that's yeah the spot. yeah <laughs> and like you said you have a community of people like I feel like they're just waiting for you to come you know yeah oh, I appreciate you that you know like it's yeah. I think uh, yeah I hope it all goes well. I feel like within the visa application process, from what I've heard from other folks, it's like mm. all about persevering and finding ways to stand up for yourself. I don't know yeah. if you have any like stories from that mm. process already, or if you feel like, like if someone was listening to this who also wanted to go on that journey, like how would, how would you, what kind of advice would you give them to keep going? Yeah, like specifically if they wanted to go to the U.S. and, and yeah, do that. Um, I would say that uh, 
if there's a few days out of the year during your time that you're not process like that you're going through the process that you don't don't want to do that i would say don't i wouldn't go for it yeah it can it, it can take some time you know and so i think yeah i would say that it has to be uh in a very consistent like goal in mind and thought i would say going through it mm-hmm. um that, that's not to say to not try i just think that um i think that uh the people that i knew that i know that are are based there now um throughout their whole time they really really wanted wanted it the whole time and they just kind of kept going mm. um but i would say yeah i would say if you're passionate about it and, and that's what you know you want and and you're gonna do everything you can to get it um just to keep going because i think um yeah i'm just a believer that everything kind of happens at the right moment in time you know um when it when it's supposed to happen mm. you know um so so yeah <laughs> this is the time for you yeah i hope so i hope so yeah <laughs> i hope so too yeah <laughs> i mean yeah there's so much in your resume and your history that i feel like you could bring to that scene there and mm. and also we're at such a pivotal point in contemporary dance whatever that word means yeah that it is changing in mm. my opinion Mm-hmm. There's fusions, there's different mediums being involved, technology being involved. Mm. So it seems like this is a time where if you are living in LA or if you're living in an, an American like culture hub of dance and, and art, mm. like we might as well see work from all artists, mm. not just from LA based, you know, who have been doing it forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? For I guess sure. I'm trying to say like there's there is as a consumer of art myself like I really am looking for mm. artists who are coming from different places who are coming from different mythologies who are like bringing to the mainstream something that isn't mainstream yeah you know what I mean and that's what makes it richer too completely because otherwise we're just going to be doing the same thing you know for for decades <laughs> and um you know, I don't think we need another pop hit or we never, we don't need necessarily like, you know, um, a really, really cool music video or piece. Like what, what I think builds our community is like bringing in elements from very different facets of it instead of just the same formula. Um, totally. Could and yeah, because I also don't, I don't know if it can, if at least for me, I don't know if I, I would be comfortable calling myself an artist if I didn't constantly like evolve in that way. Because otherwise, it's just kind of like you're replicating and you're just kind of like trying to recreate something. And I think, in my opinion, and I'm, maybe there might be people that disagree, but I, I just think that the true like essence of an artist is someone who really is not ever satisfied. Like they just want to continue creating and wanting to continue to expand their you know their skills and and way of like viewing the world and how that can be represented in, in choreography or art or painting or film or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. That's huge. <laughs> that gave me chills. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, because otherwise, like. If we're not, I don't know, if we're not changing and if we're not shifting the way we view things and adding, you know, more experiences and more depth to things, um, then what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, at the end of the day. Completely. <laughs> Replicating. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, mm, that's so huge. That's yeah. such a major, for me at least, like, way of making. 
it, it really is it, it goes back to intention and um, not wasting anyone's time mm. especially if you're going to be collaborating with you know so many different facets of artists too like yeah intentional art making is a huge huge thing for me so yeah. I'm glad that you also see that yeah for yeah. sure for sure yeah I think that's just really important I think that's also I feel like always been kind of like you know a driving force for me is just to continue challenging and because uh, I think I could really feel it physically and mentally when things are just sitting right and they've just been sitting for a while um it's time to like shift things up you know so completely yeah <laughs> I can't wait to see where you end up oh I appreciate that yeah thank um, you and how you you know bring everything that you've learned into this new this new artistic world that mm. we're post pandemic ish living in mm-hmm. um, yeah and and coming up as well before you leave anywhere um, you're teaching at Kothra yeah yeah I know that kind of um, that was very recent just came about actually today so um, I'm excited I think um, it's been a while since I've taught. Mm. Um, and also it's been a while since I've like set movement on like students and stuff too. So I'm really, really excited. Oh, so it's a choreographic process. Yeah. So, oh, so sweet. two of the, um, two of the, uh, the classes are one's a performance class and mm-hmm. one's like for the grade 11s. And so I'm choreographing a piece for like their, their upcoming showcases cool. later this year. Um, and then I'm also on top of that, just teaching a series of a few like master classes here or there. But I'm excited because I feel like I've had all these ideas kind of balled up, especially during the pandemic, and I haven't really been able to get them out. Like, I've also created, like, a few, like, you know, homemade films here and there and just, like, ways to kind of, like, just stay busy. But um, I just have all these ideas that I want to kind of get out, and I'm excited and just grateful I have that, like, a platform to be able to share that with other people, too. Mm. Um, Get all the journal entries out. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, Especially, like... Yeah, especially because, like, that's such an age in the high school, like, especially, like, you know, you might come from a very ballet or competition or technical background, but mm. but I think it's a very, I think if we can kind of um, implement, like, the strong sense of, like, finding yourself as an artist and what you want to create instead of just, can I do the move or can I do, you know, be technically strong, there's so right. much more to being a performer and a dancer. Um, so, um, yeah, I hope... If I can share that with them, then that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. being able to, like, take what you've shared and then mm. share it with others. Yeah. It's the best feeling. Yeah. And sure. it brings us forward into making sure that we're not going back to past ways of moving. And yeah. Constantly expanding. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to be... I want to um, challenge myself to be in a place where I'm not so comfortable. Where mm. I have to really stretch out and, and think and and um yeah think out of the box not to be cliche but think out of the box (laughs) yeah yeah that's really really cool Mm -hmm. i hope that all goes well thank you yeah is there anything else you want to promote (laughs) or if you're teaching like anywhere else yeah i i hope to i hope to sub a bit more over the next couple months uh for sure but um I actually kind of want to ask you a question. Oh my gosh (laughs) turn it on me sure yes yeah i um i guess like when it uh, you know, this has just been like a something on my mind, like during the pandemic. But like when it comes to, like auditions or mm-hmm. applying for auditions or um, being in a position where you feel like you're assessed as a dancer or an artist, 
um, and having to do them multiple at a time um, over and over again like I'm just one I'm just curious to see like for you like how it's um, what how you've been able to cope mentally also with like you know knowing my worth as an artist and that sometimes you know even it might seem not personal it can also feel very personal because you've devoted so much time to the craft and like how you've navigated that Mm. Um, yeah talk about therapy (laughs) um no i that's such a something i'm still trying to mentally like stabilize because Mm. i do get so attached to Mm. a certain job a certain application a certain residency whatever it is um because it's it's passion right like that's where i start i start with feeling excited about something or um wanting to do my best for this thing Mm. and so i think that's where i get if i do get rejected or if there's something that doesn't happen the same way that i wanted it to i get defeated Mm. I feel this sense of as if I'm wasting my own time Mm. and I think it's hard to know exactly what jobs what applications what people to work with Mm -hmm. um, when I'm still trying to develop my own voice and Mm. emerge as an artist yeah Um, yeah that's so true I think it like if I'm being assessed and kind of put in a box for that one thing uh, quote unquote in a box I do have to quiet that little voice in my head that's like you should be all things and expand out of this box like don't you know sometimes I have to like be a thing for someone mm-hmm. right or for yeah. something yeah yeah self talk you know is mean? such a big thing yeah and it could really work in your favor or work against you I think sometimes too because oh, I've yeah. definitely especially not even just taking class or whether it's an audition or something like I just feel like if my mind is not there and it's not right and all these thoughts are going like you don't know the choreography you're not what they're looking for there's better dancers in the room like all the stuff that goes in out it's like if i don't quiet that down or at least turn the notch down it's like it's just gonna overtake me and um and yeah it's a big thing i think um and i wasn't yeah i I think it's an ongoing process for all of us too Mm -hmm. i think it's never something that we will ever like necessarily concretely like figure out you know um but if i do someone should tell me that (laughs) that's not the right place to go you know (laughs) yeah for sure yeah because it's like it's always it's i just also find it so um like i find it so interesting how auditions work they're very Mm. they're very quick they're very like okay you know especially if you're auditioning for a company you know whether it be like ballet bc or like especially a lot of these like contemporary ballet company or ballet jazz or something like that like it's like you go and take a ballet class they cut you after the class Mm -hmm. you go and do your rep class they cut you after that and then they hold it's like very much like based off on the last four hours (laughs) they're gonna assess Mm -hmm. the last 10 years that you've been working or more up to get into that point that doesn't seem fair at all yeah so it's i just find that concept very interesting i yeah. find i find a lot of the way that the industry moving in now is that like people just want to work with their friends and people just want to work with people that they they trust yeah and i find that that's more of like it like a, a genuine exchange to me right than necessarily like sitting in front of a you know dancing in front of a panel and then suddenly like 
you were the one that we're looking for. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like that. Um, I feel like it's shifting in many ways. But, of course, there's going to be that. There's always going to be that, especially, yeah. you know. Um, the hierarchy of, well, I'm the producer, creator, teacher. Mm. You're the dancer, and you're below me. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've definitely noticed those power structures. For sure. Especially in auditions because mm. it's that high pressurized setting where they need at the end of these four hours they need a person yeah yeah you know they have like such an important job yeah so humanity kind of gets taken out of that equation for sure so sad yeah and it's like i think someone put it to me you know a while back just like i think auditioning is really much an audition both ways though too like like just because they like you, you might not like them, or you not might not like how the company operates or the vibe and, and everything. Right. So, it's like they also have to be a great fit for you as well too. Mm. Um, so, great yeah, just because I feel like yeah, dancers need to. Uh, we we have so much value and worth by even just showing up and showing that we're serious. So to like have you know environments where you're talked down on, you know because you're young and they think they can say whatever they want to you like i just don't think that's serving anybody Mm. you know yeah and i also think the thing of like saying like oh it's not personal it's all about numbers and we just need to find somebody but it's like Mm. it's always gonna be personal Mm -hmm. because you know you personally got your way there to make yourself you know present at the audition it matters to you you've devoted yourself to like being um you know someone who can master their craft so it's 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 all personal you know um and i think for me yeah like i think it's it's like if you you, if you're bummed out or you get hurt about something that's 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 healthy that's normal because like you care about it you know Mm. um doesn't make it easy but i think it's like better than kind of saying oh it's fine i didn't really care anyways you know right like as a defense mechanism or something yeah just kind of like okay forget about forget about it yeah and move on yeah Unless you really didn't care, unless it was just like, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> for yeah, sure. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that question. Like, I feel like I don't get to talk enough about this, this mm. feeling of like being with my personal choices and like owning up to them and keeping myself accountable, mm. even if they don't go the way that I wanted them to. Yeah. Like I'm still Huge. good, even though they don't think I'm good. Oh yeah. Oof. Oof. Yeah, because if you didn't think you're good, then you wouldn't have showed up to the audition, right? Completely. So you have confidence in yourself and of what you can bring to the table, you know? And for someone to say, you know yourself better than you over the past, you know, how long that you've been dancing. For someone to say, I've seen you for a few hours and I know exactly who you are is, you know, that's completely BS. So, so limiting <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and boxed in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank you for that question. No, yeah. It's a just... great way to finish. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. My Everyone gosh. go audition and, and make it matter to themselves. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Before we do head, uh, head out of the podcast land, um, mm. where can people find you? If they want to know more about you. Um, Instagram. Sweet. Yeah. Um, triple underscore Kevin Matthew Loud. <laughs> just to, <laughs> just to, to plug in. Oh, um, why triple underscore? Apparently two... Double understore and single was taken. So oh. I'm gonna go with triple. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's where we're at. That's so good. Hey, three yeah. times jar. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So Amazing. mostly, yeah, mostly Instagram. Um, I also have just yeah a link tree, obviously on my bio there. Um, and 
um, yeah, I don't really use Facebook or Twitter or anything of that sort. So that's probably the best way. Okay, great. Yeah. Or also email too, Mm. um, as well too, which you can also find on my Instagram too. So sweet. Yeah. I'll link all that below. Perfect. Um, thank you so much for your time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All of your offerings too. I'm, I'm excited to listen back to this. It feels like so therapeutic (laughs) for me as well too. Oh, great. For me as well. Yeah, very much. Mm So I, I just, uh, it's just really nice to talk about this. Mm -hmm. I just feel like conversations like this isn't talked about enough. Um, so, so yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to the Art Versations podcast. Please help the podcast community continue to grow by clicking subscribe or follow on your podcast platform and leave a review. As well, follow the podcast on Instagram at Art Versations Pod. You'll find photos of the guests you just heard, plus highlights and quotes from each episode. Let's keep the Art Versation going. Send in a DM with your thoughts about art and any questions you might have for guests. Special thank you goes out to Jen Marquez and Maxim Bartnowski for their contributions. And thank you, listener. Till next time.